Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I are in conversation with writer Autumn Forkiller. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. It's weird to see your face. Uh, yeah, it is, right? <gasps> we don't do this. We never see each other. Do you appreciate that I put a, a little blush on for you? You look, you look really pretty. Thanks. I mean... Um, you know, your mind is the, is important, but you also look really pretty. You're allowed to objectify me anytime. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look nice and blush and kind of... Fenty baby. Oh. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I yeah. haven't gone that route. I've been... This is so embarrassing, but I'm going to tell... I'm going <laughs> to tell the world. Um, I got... I got Instagrammed into... Influenced... <laughs> I was like, what, what is this Hailey Bieber shit? Like what, what is this glossy, <laughs> this glossy glow? And what drives me insane is now like given Aries a challenge now th- that I can't get it because they, I don't, they haven't figured out how to like stock their product <laughs> that it sells out in 10 minutes, like three different times. She's got so you. I'm like, am I really like looking I will now tell you the part where I now have it on my calendar because it's a challenge. <laughs> I've been that person. I've been it's that a person. challenge and I will get what I need to see if it's something yeah. that I like. But I'm 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 very confused why they can't just stock enough of the shit. In the Certain things like that. I'm like, I refuse to play this game. I won't play this game, Mrs. Bieber. You know, like no, I, I'm, playing. I'm here uh, to play. Yeah. I'll, if I lose, I think more than twice. Like if they restock more than twice. And I I'm out after this. I'm out. Third I'm time, like third time. I'm out. It's damaging my self-esteem. Um, um, are you excited? Anna's I am for a month to go to Italy, you guys. And it's true. I am not. It's true. I, yeah. I cycle through moments of, I mean, I'm 90% excited, 10% terrified because I don't know. It just feels a little bit like an adventure. I'm not really terrified. I should quit saying that, but I'm just, I feel a little stepping into some kind of void, you know? So yeah. it, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. My brother literally right before we started this record sent me a ton of photos from where we grew up in England, which I will be there on Thursday, which oh, is, cool. yeah. And it was funny. He sent me this one photo that he had his girlfriend take of him standing in front of it. And like the last That's time tender. we lived there. Yeah. And it's like the house my dad died in or like, and it's the happiest my family was, was in that house, I guess. And it was like wild to see him growing up outside of it, you know, which also feels kind of perfect because today's so exciting yes i'm very excited i'm this is very new this is yeah this is the first time it is it is our first time (laughs) not to make it super awkward oh i already (laughs) like our our about to lose our virginity yeah online online is it is the podcast online Oh my God. Well, I can handle our mothers asking us where the podcast is. I can't handle anyone under the age of, I don't know, 50 asking us where the podcast is. I suggest they Google. Uh, For those of you who got here just and are confused, it's there's an app on your phone or (laughs) (laughs) whatever. So today is super special because we have a guest. We do. We have our first guest. Should I tell you a little better? 
Yes, please. Okay. We, I know, but tell the people. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I'm like, I know you know. <laughs> As if you're saying it for real. I'm like, spoil, spoiler alert. I've actually done my homework. I'm like, so who is this person? <laughs> that would be really, <laughs> that would be really funny. All right. I'm so excited because we have Autumn Forkiller is a writer from the Cherokee Nation Reservation. She's a 2022 Anne Friedman Weekly Fellow and 10 House Summer Scholar. Autumn is currently at work on a novel about ghost, grief, and indigenity. I did look up a YouTube of how to pronounce that. Not sure I did it right, but we'll see. You can subscribe to her newsletter, Dream Interpretation for Dummies, where Dear Abby meets Native American Americana on Substack. Um, why we love her. So in the emails, I slid into her DMs. We were DMing, we were chatting, and then I was like, would you be interested in being a guest? And then... I'm DMing her that while I'm texting Nina and saying I'm inviting Autumn to be guest. I hope that's cool. And she's like, yeah, I'm on board. Um, but then also when I asked, you know, Autumn what she was interested in talking about or like some of the things we had thought she might be, this was her response. And it's one of my favorite things. Um, she said, yes, I'd be happy to talk about my dream interpretation, ritual ceremony, my writing in general. I also have some thoughts about stories in general and how we use them and how we need them. Other topics, no big strong feelings on any how astrology is my worst mystical subject. Definitely want to talk to her about that. How my culture informs uh, informs my dream interpretation practice, but doesn't have to. How being affably nosy is one of my great joys in life. Same. Affably nosy is the best way to put that. How building ceremony in your life can feel juggy as that you say, but it's so, so worth it. And how being human was hard for me for a long, long time. I wanted to be a brain in a jar as a kid, but how reconnecting with death practices, et cetera, has made me feel more alive. If that isn't like a mishmash of like personality and brilliance all in one paragraph, I don't know what is. So without further ado, I think we should let Autumn now introduce herself or say hi. Hello. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to usher you both into womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this special moment. Yeah, I can't believe it. We just got back from prom. So. Um. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I waited. I wish I waited that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I've never been on a podcast before. So, yeah, it's a special moment for all of us. I feel like 2022 has been a big year for you. It has. So many things um, have happened and I've been writing so much and I'm going to be writing more. And I got to interpret a dream for Fran Torado, whom I love and who's just like a queer icon. And I almost threw up. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. And I love um, Kristen Arnett Mm -hmm. as well and love the dream interpretation you did. So... I guess, I mean, should we start with dreams? How did you, how did, how did the dream interpretation begin? So no one ever believes me when I like tell them this. I mean, in my adult life, like as a child, obviously they would have, cause they would have known me. Um, but I was raised just like incredibly strictly Southern Baptist. Mm. So I began like having dreams that felt to me like spiritually endowed, prophetic, whatever you want to call them. That's not makes it sound more intense than it was. Um, but like for a child, they were, they were terrifying to me. And I, um, told my mother this and she 
basically told me, you know, this might be like your spiritual gift mm. um, in like very much the Christian context. Oh, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. So she said, like, this is your gift from like God, from Jesus. Um, and you should like hone that. Right. You should you should luxuriate in that. But I had like really confusing feelings about it. So I like didn't. I ignored it for a long time. I would have these dreams, which could vary from like nightmare level to be like, you know, what I felt, what I know now to be like maybe an ancestor trying to communicate a message to me. Mm. Uh, And I would have them and I would just ignore them (laughs) and I wouldn't take them as gifts or like warnings. I would just be like, I'm not even going to interrogate that. (laughs) Uh, And then my father died. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I think it's time. Um, Things were happening before that, too. uh, But that that moment, I feel like, was was like the door opening, swinging open completely. When you say warnings, when you say warnings, what do you mean? Warnings as in, um, I, um, as I mentioned in my email, I wanted to be a brain, uh, in a jar as a kid because I was just so incredibly like high strung in third grade. I like begged my mother to let me plan like my own like funeral. (laughs) Um, and she was like, no, that is like so morbid. Stop talking about it. And I just like wept. I just, like, wept and wept. I was like, you're not going to do it right. Like, what am I going to do? Um, Or, like, I know. (laughs) And she was like, and my mother is so no-nonsense. Yesterday she told me, she was like, yeah, I would ask them questions, but I don't want them to think I'm curious because I'm not. That is very much the type of woman my mother is. So she was like, just, like, stop. Like, that is, like, not something you need to be concerned about. You are not going to die. But my whole life, I knew I was just like on the precipice. Like <laughs> I was almost wow. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you know, like she wouldn't say like she went out to like the grocery store, and I would stay with like my nan and pop who lived in the trailer right next to ours. If she wouldn't like answer my call, I'd be like, I have to start planning my life without her. Aww. Yeah, that I was just um, like. Very I, much um, I actually like, share that still to this day. So I, I okay, I, yeah, I, I see, I I see you. <laughs> Every every time my husband leaves, I'm like, surround the car and yes, like, exactly. please God, let him come home. I don't believe in God, God, but I believe in a something. Anyway, I right. I hear like you, who? I, you. I always say God or whoever. Yeah, yeah me my, too. I'm like, I, I do too. That's so funny. I'm like, whoever, whoever, whatever I'm doing, that's what. Exactly. I say um, God out of laziness. Just like, all right, like, I'll stick with it. Like, yeah. if it ain't broke, fine. I don't think it's. You're like, the message will get there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it doesn't have to be the man, like, you know, the man with the white beard. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what it, God has to be. But I'm like, I'll just use the word. I find it so interesting that your mom was a Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. but really open to a spiritual gift and being like, this is your gift from God. Like, right. I find that so interesting because like I come from a Catholic background, but I'm mm-hmm. also from the South and mm-hmm. my mom gets a little bit riled up about me doing tarot and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I didn't, it's like I usually the story we hear in spirituality and things like that is like people being like, no, it's bad. You know, like anything, you know, uh, sort of around it. 
that um, I thought it might be more influenced by, you know, your being Cherokee, but it's, I'm surprised to hear your mom, this, you know, being yeah. Southern Baptist, like, no, you need to explore that, you know? Right. And uh, that's like an interesting part of my identity too, because I always knew I was like native, right? Like that was something I knew from a very early age, but my father and I, he was just never around, right? He was just like orbiting, like in this very, very small town that we lived in. And I would hear from other people, maybe like what he was doing or like what he had gotten up to. Um, but we were never like in contact in the way that you would think like a child and a father would be. Um, yeah. But he was like, a, in, in that way, like I never got to ask him if he had like the dreams that I had or if they were like influenced there. But he was a storyteller and he had been married to a YouTube woman before, whom the YouTube woman and I are like incredibly close to each other now, <laughs> but he, before he married my mother. So he was endowed with like their spiritual practices as well as like our own tribes. What is the most time you've ever spent, you ever spent with your father? Um, he came over <laughs> when I turned 10 um, very late, like after the party was over. And I remember this clearly because a woman from the church had made me a puppy paw cake. Um, and it was just so beautiful. Um, <laughs> so cute. It, it was just, yeah, just adorable. And I was also like one year closer to death. And my mom's like, please don't say that at the party. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like a, to a, to a toast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like to life and death. And my mom's like, please don't say that the yeah. party. <laughs> You're like, I'm afraid people forgot, though. Yeah, like, I'm already, I can die if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my father comes over. Um, and he, yeah, we had just like the con this contentious relationship. He didn't know how to talk to me. I didn't know how to talk to him. Um, we were both like very, not so much set in our ways, but we both. You were 10. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I have lived so many lives. I felt, you were a yeah. super stubborn 10 year old. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I, you're right. I was 10, but I was also just like, um, I was a ghost in a, in a human body. So I was just like mm -hmm. floating around, but he came over and stayed for about two hours. And then at the end, I'm sorry, listeners, this sounds sad, but I think it is like absolutely maybe the most funny thing that anyone has ever said to me. He goes, you know, like, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I don't know how to love you because my father never loved me. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That's, and then, like, but then later I would just, like, crack up about it. Because I'm like, who says that? It was my I birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10. I'm You're 10. the adult. I'm literally 10. And I told my mom. And she was like, you, you know, that's, like, he does, that's true. You know, she's trying to make me feel better. Yeah. As mothers do, like, when your father's distant. She's like, he loves you. And I'm like, he lit literally told me he did not. <laughs> I like, the absurdity of I that know. statement and I, I love that in so many short stories I'm sorry <laughs> I was gonna say like do you think he knew you were meant to be a writer I think <laughs> he, he was did. just giving you this beautiful line yeah <laughs> like, he he gave me so many and now like I do like I 
yeah, I think I think he was probably like a little drunk, maybe have like maybe had smoked something beforehand, um, or he wouldn't have said that. But I'm also like, you gave me so much in that one converse in that one two hour conversation, um, and so that moment I was ten, as we know, we've established got the puppy paw cake, uh, and then we move forward in time until I'm probably I think it's my junior year of college, and he is like actively dying. Um, and that's when we meet again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe like one or two minutes over the course of like those years or, or like a phone call, but like physical presence, I'm almost none. That means and he's absent because he's doesn't know how else to be he's uh, absent because he's an addict he's absent because i like to describe him also. as like Do you know yeah so he's like he's an alcoholic poet uh <laughs> crook he's just like <laughs> <laughs> everything you think like um everything i like wanted him to be like stable responsible things like that like he just was not he was funny and he was a good friend and he like was very physically affectionate to people like to, and to me when he was around. Um, but he was not responsible. He, anything he touched really, like he became addicted to whether that was like people or like women in leopard print tights. There were three of them at the funeral Wow. <laughs> or um, yeah, I, I, I think he, he wanted to live a life without responsibility, which was completely anathema to my personality when all I thought about was responsibility. And all I thought about was like uh, what I was supposed to be doing. But that didn't like burden him before the you, same way. Before you got dying, mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. to you're gonna die because it was it was gonna happen. Why do you where do you think that fear of death came from or originated when did when did that start I always think in my writing like in my fiction writing or like my non-fiction that's not like for a specific publication just like what I do for myself I always say like the the inborn sadness I feel and like the death like kind of like preoccupation and like that thing it feels like it, it was just always in me um and it does feel like a gift now. It was burdensome when I was like obviously like ten, <laughs> but uh, it do, I do think it puts the world in perspective for me, yeah. and it also puts like my emotions and like the way I feel about other people in perspective. But yeah, I just feel like it flew into me like the moment I exited uh, Victoria's womb. That's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> the the born with sadness, <laughs> you know, the like the the deep. Um, I forget which piece it is. You say like yeah. you'd never be able to remove the sadness, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't wipe it off. Mm-hmm. Felt that mm-hmm. I feel similar and I, I relate it back to trauma. But mm-hmm. like, I think if I'm honest, I think I came to the world this way, you mm-hmm. know, and I had very cavalier yeah. parents in some ways. My dad was also an addict and mm-hmm. he died when I was 16 and I became, I think, I, I don't think about death that much. I mean, I think about death in terms of I use it as a motivator to live and like make <laughs> myself do things, but I don't think a lot about death, which people find odd, but um, I, uh, I, I'm fascinated by it. 
No good. Yeah, we'll get along well. <laughs> yeah, like I find that, I mean, I find it interesting, but I, I just don't think about it a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I think because I feel very... I don't want to say knowledgeable about it, but it's like, I've, I've, I've like, I've, I've been near it. Like, I don't need to think about it a lot. It feels comparable. Or it's like a lot of things, if something's completely outside of our control, Mm. I have no interest in it. I'm Mm. just not going to waste a lot of energy on it because um, I think I know, like I will get obsessive that, that will like trigger that stuff for me. And I'll, you know, like, um, you know, the people who end up like, you know, dyeing themselves orange because they like are too healthy. Like that's oh, the kind too many carrots. Yeah. Tomatoes. yeah. And like take too many supplements and stuff. Like <laughs> I could become that asshole, you know, mm-hmm. like if I got too, if I were, you know, like I was telling Nina once that the craziest I ever am is when I can feel like I'm getting sick, but I'm not sick yet. Then I'm like, <laughs> there's still time. I could turn it around if I take enough vitamin C, you know, and stuff. So I just don't like, think that much um I use death kind of as a motivator to keep myself living in the sense of like well what do you want to do what do you want your life to mean and like stuff like that but I don't think about it a ton and from like a physical perspective but I think a lot about my like I'm more like my dad than I am my mom Mm -hmm. and it is weird to be an adult and still wonder like, is this really him? Is is this from him? Is this from, or Mm -hmm. is this a convenient thing I can project upon, you know, because he's not here. And I feel like your dad's in your writing a lot. How do you, and ghost and grief, you know, where I, I found it took me a really long time before I could do any work around grief or I could Mm -hmm. say anything about grief. Um, did you like what has that been like for you? I couldn't write for about six months mm. after he died. Um, and he died in October 2020. Oh, so for, like, wow. Mm-hmm, so pretty recently. Um, yeah. But for like six months, I could not write. And that was just jarring and horrible for me because yeah. I'm just like, if I can't write, how can I live? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how. To, and that does that makes it sound really dramatic because I obviously did live. I played a lot of Stardew Valley. I <laughs> laid in bed all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, I listened. You're like to, it was happening somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to Never Going Back Again by Fleetwood Mac <laughs> on repeat, like in the bathtub. Um, but I, yeah, I have that same urge to come to kind of put everything in like a box. Like, is this from him? Like, is this like him? Like, how do I compare it if this man is just, like, a ghost and has, like, been a specter, like, that has, like, haunted my entire life and now in his afterlife is also, like, yeah. like what do I do with that? And, like, where do I find, like, the tangible bits? Um, which in like, like Life and Death in Strawberry Land, which is the essay, I think you are, when you say, like, you can't wipe off the sadness, it's like a film. Yeah. Um, I'm doing that a bit there because I'm, like, you know, which parts of me are this way and which parts of me are that way. And sometimes that's a productive exercise and sometimes, you know, you can get obsessive with it. Yeah. Um, it, my, I have a younger brother and he's, he's really in that space right now. Yeah. He's kind of looking at some stuff, looking at, you know, looking at some decisions, some regrets yeah. and he can get very binary and be like, 
you know, I'm like this from mom, I'm like this from dad mm-hmm. and, you know, this sort of stuff. And my dad um, was absent in the sense of he worked a lot and traveled a lot. Like he mm-hmm. just truly wasn't present a lot, but like for all shapes and per- like was like, you know, a, a normal dad, you know, mm-hmm. um, but an alcoholic and traveling a lot. So mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't say the most available that like, I feel this sense of like, I didn't get full access to this person. Oh. And I think it was reading that piece of yours. It was really interesting that like your father sort of always haunted you mm-hmm. like living in this small town where like, like you were saying earlier that like you would always be hearing about him. You would always, and like it, that, that, I don't know. is like this extra, um, I mean, grief is, hard and bad enough yeah. you know like the 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 death is always like this much you know is the tiniest amount of it it's like everything, everything else after. yeah and before yeah. even yeah uh, yeah in some sense I've always I think been grieving my father a few nights ago actually I uh <clears throat> was I told my mom I was like let me read you this poem out loud um it reminds me a lot of dad Um, And I can't exactly remember, but I'll send it to you later. And I read it out loud to her and she was like, you know, I can see why that reminds you of him. Mm. And like, then she like turned away to like read her Kindle. um, Cause you know, that was done. Like that part was done. And I just started (laughs) bawling and crying. And I was like, why am I crying? Did I forget to take my SSRI? Like, like, why? Um, and I was just like, <laughs> and she like looks at me and she's like, why are you crying? What, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got like, the, you know, just like sudden wave of sadness. And she's like, okay, well stop. <laughs> and I was like, I can't because I feel so stupid that I'm sad. Dad is dead. <laughs> and she was like, you feel stupid. I was like, yes, it's so stupid. <laughs> and she was like, well, Autumn, like, are you going to forget about me two days after I die? I said, no, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <But I'm> like, <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. I'm not advocating for that. <laughs> I'm not advocating for that. Don't do that. I was just in a state of emotional yeah. peril. And, and I'm only laughing because <laughs> I relate so hard. It's hilarious. No. And just throw out that threat. Yeah. Why would it? <laughs> well, I'm also that child to my mom as well, who will be like, mm-hmm. can I share this really emotional thing with you that ice made it and hope that you'll hold space for it? <laughs> and it's the same thing. She'll like pause, you know, like what she's listening to. And then is like, that was beautiful. And is like right back to, and I'm like, yeah. did it not move you? You know, <laughs> or <laughs> I always laugh and I'm like my mom with these two water sign children like poor thing uh, my mother's a Capricorn uh and yeah. my father was a Libra that's so you have all that earth with your your mom yeah that is a bit no nonsense mm-hmm. is a bit you know like no wonder your mom was able to like raise you by herself you know and yeah, exactly and Libra would be like I I pursue it, you know, bling, brings me pleasure and I seek mm-hmm. some kind of balance and things like that. And what sign are you? I'm a double Virgo. Oh, so mm. it's also your season. It's my season, which I, my name is Autumn, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, but it's like, yeah, isn't Autumn like the season of death and like, yeah, it it is a little bit. I mean, I would think winter's maybe a little more more deathy, but 
Autumn is so much about like harvest and what, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, you've been, you know, what have you been working on? Like, what have you been growing? What have you, you know, and like now it's time to reap mm-hmm. all that. It's also too, when we're thinking about like, what it is we want to bring into the darkness, into the winter. What do we want to be in the darkness with? You know, like I love a solstice and an equinox and, and I love that a lot of it is about, uh, is about that. Is it like this Mm -hmm. moment to check in and kind of go, what do you want to bring light to, you know, Mm. like what do you want to bring into darkness with you? What do you, you know? And, as much as like a lot of that stuff, like, I think that this is where like being a witch sort of was so like sexy and seductive to me. It was ceremony and mm-hmm. that I found like Nina, um, Nina laughs at me about um, moon circles because she's <laughs> like, she's like, I forget what? what it was. I was like, I wanted to like, I wanted to do, like a little moon circle. She's like, I'm not going to sit in a field and put my period blood on my face. And I was like, Nina, um, Nina, I have no, never once been asked gather. to put my period blood on my face. Uh, um, I'm, I'm triggered. Here. I'm triggered by white women and moon circles. White women having it moon, is terrifying, moon isn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. That's really the beginning of a horror then, movie. <laughs> I'm like stuck. I'm like stuck I'm in a circle mm-hmm. with you, and I can't leave because we've like decided to like pray to this moon together. No, no fucking thank you. I would like an exit sign, and I would like people to be quiet, and that's the only way I'm going to any circle. <laughs> so you want to get off a really well running airplane? <laughs> you want like. <laughs> we've arrived we're all gonna sit until the, the, the light goes up but I loved the it, it became really it like it was introduced to me setting new moon intentions was introduced to me by someone who's like not super witchy but it was just like a thing she did and it was part of her writing practice and her her spiritual practice mm. and so she just sort of, and, and she wasn't super like Instagrammy about it. Like as if someone was floating it by me now probably would be and be like, you have to have your tourmaline and your this and, <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. And I love like when friends are like, and it's the, the super strawberry moon. And I'm like, tell me one thing that that means. What do you, like, what do you mean? How about lions? Lions? Uh, the, don't The made up portal. Oh, you know yeah. what else is a portal? Vaginas. Like <laughs> lots of things are portals. You know, we don't have to be all wild about it on one no, you arbitrary need to Instagram day. your vagina. Um. This is opening <laughs> like the lion's mouth. Uh, no. Obviously, I need to do. You guys want to play? You want to play, ladies? Let's do it. Let's do it. A woman. If you started a re- doing that, these women would absolutely jump on board. They'd oh, be like the flower. They would 100%. Oh, are you kidding? Some people do the thing where they air their vagina out to the moon. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually saw that on a reality show where people, like, charge their buttholes as well. Yeah. You're making that up, Nina. Okay, (laughs) I will send you the... I will send you the clip. Please it's do. some L.A. bullshit where they literally probably are paying this woman like thousands of dollars. And she's like, now we will go outside and you will shine your butthole to the sky. And I'm thinking this person's not actually going to go through I'm this. More, and they're like, it's there's like I'm, an Artessa Moshvig short story about that. I swear to God. Like, a, I will send I'm a little upset. I'm finding out that you both don't charge your buttholes now. I thought oh, I thought oh. this was a oh, not that so not that buttholes are the segue to moms, but my mother's also <laughs> but my mother my mother's also a Capricorn. Oh, 
tough crowd. Mm. It's but a tough here's crowd. In- tough, tough mom crowd. But the interesting thing is my son is a Capricorn. Mm. Libra moon. Libra is this moon. the one you had to run past? Yeah, because otherwise he'll be like, he, he just saw me and I was like, 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> but he is the most emotional, connected, like mm. loving, verbal. And so I find that interesting because my mom is kind of... That's his Gemini direct rising. Direct in a bit, a bit. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, as I have Venus and Gemini and it's like a pretty strong placement for me. And I think a lot of that like lightness and like, you know, cause like Milo can be so silly and st- like a lot of He's that so I think silly. comes from the Gemini and like Capricorn needs that. I think to be lifted, uh, like that's yeah. probably out of why you and your mom work in some ways too, that like mm-hmm. you can like have that exchange where you're like weeping and she's like, okay, you know, and it's like, mm. you're there, you're not really like mad at each other, but it is more like a, like, we are so different, you know? Um, yeah. She's the love that? of my life. Uh, wow. for sure. I was just going to she- ask you. She's the love of my life, but she does like make me, I always tell her, I'm like, you are going to give me a conniption. And sometimes she'll do this thing where we're talking and she goes, it's conniption o'clock. Um, <laughs> I get so mad. And then I'm like, I am, I'm having a conniption. You said That's it. And funny. now I'm having one. And so they just, I always tell people, they ask like, I'm like, until we solve like the problem, this like essence of our mothers, we will never be done writing, which means we will never, ever be done writing. No. Like there's no stopping point. So you and your mother have always been close? Very close. Um, You know, it was just us for so long. And were her and your father ever together or were they? So they got married. Um the year I was before I was born for like, but it was a brief time. And then they were divorced by the time I was two and a half. And he was Um, living in the house for those two years or. So that's the, uh, we can segue into this. If this is something you're interested in, but um, I'm interested in it all. I need to talk about Mac. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We will. Okay. Okay. Um, But. So I am living in my father's house, in the house he died in, in my hometown. And right he's right buried now. in the backyard, isn't he? He's or buried, not the backyard, but in, wait, oh, in my aunt's front yard. About, right now you're living in his, his yes, house. About half wow. a mile um, down. It's super haunted, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm, a, I'm under. I yeah. also think one of the funniest things you wrote was like when you were staying in one of the only Airbnbs in your town. In, in town yeah. And it was actually like. 20 minutes out like I had to and I'm like I'm here for I'm here for something important and you guys are you know and then the pool the pool was closed even like this little pool they had I I think it was marketed to um, me as hillbilly heaven on the Airbnb (laughs) site you know when they have a tagline yeah and I was like hell yeah brother let's do this (laughs) So uh, it was like a double wide trailer. And to me, uh, being, I always tell my mom, I'm like, you know, it's like maybe the poverty soaked blood. But when I see a double wide, I am entranced. I'm like, this is rich people stuff. (laughs) Because we grew up in a, I grew up in a single wide. And so I see a double wide with like the, you know, the the gray flooring from like the HGTV and like a dishwasher. And I'm like, is this how the 1% lives? (laughs) 
You're like this luxury. It's, it's, You're like, I do you have in, a bath? <laughs> yes, I turn into a different person. It's much like uh, my mother took me to like a revival, and this woman had stairs in her house, and I was probably mm, I was probably ten. It was probably the same year. <laughs> Um, big year for me. And I told, I asked this woman because I had just like no conception. I probably did it. Like I go, boy, you must be rich, huh? She had stairs in her house. And my mother, I could just see her turn purple from here to here. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she goes, Autumn. And when she took me aside, she goes, Autumn, you can't ask. They don't like when you ask questions like that. And that I think started my class consciousness. Because I'm like, tell me why you have stairs in your house. How much yeah. money do you make a year? Show me the money. I want to <laughs> like see your how, bank account. Oh, exactly. you, got more than, you got more than one? Also, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no one loves to gatekeep like the rich. You're like, no, I want info. Like if I yeah, want stairs me. in my house, how, how do I get to that? Did you, I, I mean, I, I, this is an assumption, but did you have a lot of, of um, tornadoes where you grew up? So we are just kind of like adjacent to Tornado Alley. It's still uh, very like thunderstormy tornado if you asked my grandmother, Nan, if we had tornadoes, she'd be like, yes, every day they're torrential. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're the, under constant threat because it, she's terrified. Is- this is like my Southern relative. It's yeah. like, it's so also I wonder, like, were you scared all the time growing up? Cause you lived in a single wide, like where there's tornadoes. Cause like tornadoes are terrifying. They are terrifying. And the reason Nan, I, she's not just crazy. She is. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Sorry, Nan, wherever you are. Um, so, their house was destroyed. My mother, my aunt and my nan were all in a tornado. It like lit. It was much like Wizard of Oz. Like everything just went to pieces. The news crew came out. It was like an F whatever, three, four. Um, So that's why Nan's terrified for me, much like my, I learned this from my grandpa um, whom I also was just beloved to me. He would go to bed when my nan was kind of very afraid. She'd be watching the news She'd be like, we have to go, you know, to this person down the road, Grover. <laughs> we have to go <laughs> in his garage. Um, we're in a trailer. Um, and my grandpa would be like, if I'm meant to die, I'm going to die in my bed. And he would go to bed. Uh, and I was like, Papa, no. <laughs> um, but now I'm very much like, yeah, I'm also going to do that. I am not going to a shelter. It's I not. Know. Yeah. When you. I mean, when you get in the, mm-hmm. or like you get in the, um, the bathtub and oh yes and done. all that stuff. And I used mm-hmm. to think like, well, then all this stuff's just going to come on us. Like, mm-hmm. how is this, Oof. you know? And so one went through our backyard once, mm-hmm. but you could like, what freaked me out as a kid was like the sky turns green. Like it, you, you think you're in a movie. You're like, yes. it, is it the, the world ending? Turns- yes. And when it gets really close to you, it's silent. It's like you've stepped into some bizarre chamber and you could see in our neighborhood where it had like hopped around, like Mm. it had hit one house, then not hit another. And I'm like that. I don't trust, you know, like a hurricane, you know, it's coming in lots of water. Everyone's getting affected Uh, with a tornado being like, "Mm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like mm, mm." Exactly. But, Uh, but now I have a whole house to protect me. Um, even though it's haunted and there's like spray paint on the walls and stuff, but, uh, it's a house. Yeah. One, I know. I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm in the 1% now. That's what I always tell <laughs> my you, friend. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have stairs? <laughs> no, no stairs. Well, unfortunately. I know I'm, I'm almost there. Nina. I'm sorry that. I can't. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I no judgment. We don't all have stairs. We don't all have stairs. 
<laughs> we don't I all think, need them. Yeah. Um, what I think upstairs. your podcast listeners think you're some uh, an elitist or something. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I probably, I probably am. I did grow up in the Northeast, so mm-hmm. I have uh, the Ooh, South is uh, yes. The South is so foreign to me, and I'm not going to lie. I'm very terrified of it. Yeah, I very. And I think, I think that's fair. OK, thank you. I think it's fair. But also, I think that I've been like an ambassador of the South for Nina, uh, where I'm like, there's yeah. this other side of where it's just real fucking weird. And like people uh-huh. are just strange and have names like, oh, that's big Leroy and little Leroy. And like, you don't know why. Then they're usually flipped to like who you My- would think would be big Leroy's not yeah. like. And- <laughs> My, this is so funny because my father called my brother Leroy. His real name's Kyle. I have no idea why he called him Leroy. He never called any of us by our real names. Um, he always called my, my sister, sister. Uh, yeah. So you and, have a brother and a sister. Yeah. I have a half brother and, and half sister and they're, the, oh, they're half. Cherokee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you did they see your dad or were you did anyone see your um, dad? so my siblings are like 10 and 13 years older than me um mm. so there's like a generational gap uh they knew our father when he was kind of like more stable he was still my mother married him when he was still teaching um high school because they both were high school teachers and then you know everything kind of not to say like my birth was like the the domino that like <laughs> set it off no. but it was all it was all like near that time. Mm. Um, so yeah, my, my siblings did see my father and my sister was basically his caretaker for a long time. Not so much being in the house, um, all the time, but like taking him to doctor's appointments and doing this and doing that. And it hit, it was a really difficult time. And then of course I like came home from Alabama from my MFA program for a week to do the traditions. Um, so that's really the, a time in like several years that all sibling, three siblings had been together. So you are in Oklahoma until you're how old you leave Oklahoma to go to Alabama. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I just stay in my grandpa gets sick when I'm not, that's not the only reason, but when I'm about to go to college and choose a college, cause I had always wanted to leave this town and never come back. Right. That is like yeah. a prevailing theme. Yeah. Um, but I stay uh, fairly close by about an hour um, near Tulsa. That's where I went to undergrad. And then I think I'm going to go to law school. I think, no, I am too beautiful to be a lawyer. And you need more sleep for that. I beauty. need more sleep. Rest, yeah. Girl. Yes. I, I would sleep 13 hours a day probably if I could just same like cat, you know, mm-hmm. same time. So I apply to these MFA programs. I get into all of them that I apply to, which is just insane to me because I thought I was going to have to like <laughs> just like stay in Oklahoma. Not a surprise um, at all to anyone who's read your your no. writing, but it's cute that I it's a surprise you, to you. Heard yeah, you speak for five minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Did you apply at all out of state? Yes. So okay, like, they were um, all out of state. They were all out of state. Okay. So yeah, I head to Alabama. Um, it's my. I think it's let me think, the fall of my second year that my father passes away. I stay in Oklahoma. I move back home in the spring, this spring. Um, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And my sister is like, well, we have this whole house. Um, you should stay in it. And I'm like, oh, you want me to live in dad's house? But I'm also <laughs> like, it's rent free. So maybe, yeah, I should live in dad's house. 
Um, and this house was built in the 70s um, by like a now defunct tribal program. And my father just treated it as like a party house. <laughs> um, and that's what it was for a long time. So like the first week I'm here, the only thing I'm doing is like cleansing, not just like scrubbing because my sister did a lot of scrubbing, but like I'm cleansing everything. I'm like, I have no idea to touch this. Like, yeah. And so I do, yeah, like week, a week of this. And finally I'm like, okay, great. Feel like I can like sleep easy a little more. I promised myself I would never come back to this town. Now I'm living in my dead dad's house. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like anything you say, like I'm never before the age of 30, like it's such a sign of youth. Just be prepared. You have no idea. My mom used to say like, God has a sick sense of humor. Cause I was like, when I was applying (laughs) to colleges, I was like, I'm not coming all this way to to go to school in Brooklyn, mom, as to why I didn't want to go to Pratt. Where did I live for like six? Six years, Brooklyn, you know, like these things we say, we, we have no idea. Cause I think it's pretty cool that you're writing this book that is like obviously heavily influenced by your Mm. father and experience and all these things. And I assume you're writing it in this house. I'm writing it in this house. Yeah. It's like, and which is, it it is like almost a perfect way to like going on some kind of long-term residency. Right. Because like it is so informed by a sense of place. And my relationship with this, with like the fictional town and with this town that obviously the fictional town is inspired from. And like, yeah, just like love and grief, uh, which are, and sadness. And also just like, where do I go from here? <laughs> like my life felt in some way like planned or preordained. And now there's like, which sign should I take? Right. Like which guidepost am I listening to? Do you, so I need to talk about your relationship with Mac because I'm Let's deep, do it. deeply, deeply obsessed with that mm-hmm. piece. And there's so many things I want to ask, but one of the things that struck me so much was, okay, well, I don't want to spoil it, mm-hmm. but tell me about how you met Mac and who he is, who he was. Okay. So, um, Mac is like named after Mac, like they share a name. Um, and that's kind of like my, what do you, what do you, my, my dedication, right? Mm. Like it just like the name felt so perfect because I, I had gone through several, several rounds of like naming. And mm. then I put the mantle on because names are important. And I was like, no, there's no way that I could like switch this. So Mac and I meet um, when I'm still in high school and I am just anxious all the time. <laughs> and I, high school for me, and maybe this will really, some listeners will relate to this felt like my punishment for being alive. Um, Mm. (laughs) it just felt like something I had to get through in order to live the rest of my life the way I wanted to. I thought it was going to be forever. I literally was like, will I ever leave these walls? It was just ever the four, the longest four years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be of critical, but y'all should have gone to a weird international school where we didn't even oh, like know sorry, how to Anna. bully because there were two like that wasn't we available were to all of us. all too codependent <laughs> on each other because we didn't have enough people. Like we can't ostracize anyone. Friends. There isn't that many of us. <laughs> why didn't Why didn't we think of that, Autumn? Why didn't we both know, go to international I, yeah. schools? Oh my gosh. I wish <laughs> my, that my rule so, brain so bizarre. <laughs> it, it's the capital, right? You you have the most international schools probably <laughs> mm-hmm. in your town. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually just like a hub of international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. 
<laughs> it is a hub. I mean, when I think of Oklahoma, it is the the you it know the plethora. The they it's call it, yeah, international <laughs> capital, it the new New York City, yeah, <laughs> and improved. The at hub. That. And improved. So, <laughs> yeah, so you, so you're in high school. I, I'm in back. high school. Um, I'm like not bullied. Like I'm I'm well liked by my peers. I just like doesn't make it better. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it better. Like nothing. I don't feel like I have like. I have friends, but I don't have someone who I think like understands me. And we all as like angsty teenagers, you know, yeah. just like who can understand me? Um, I'm too complex. <laughs> so, like I'm, I've died a thousand I've deaths died already. A thousand deaths already. I've felt thirty since yeah. I was three. You know? Literally, like. yes. And my mom's like, you know, when you were a kid, you didn't even like other kids. You thought they were just, <laughs> like too messy and too loud. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. Um, <laughs> no, so I am going to this. I've been invited to like a scholarship dinner. It's for, you know, people who are excelling academically, whatever, but are also like uh, minorities. So I go to this like huge casino ballroom. Um, <laughs> and it's all like these white men and women who are just like, Basically, like, show me your talents, like, perform a little for me, and maybe we'll pay for college, or we'll give you this, right? But they're like, what makes you special? Like, prove it to me. And so I, you know, my whole life, I've been in that way eager to please, right? Mm. I've been academically motivated, and I've been in all of these things, and I can speak about, you know, this, but I've, like, basically have, like, type five, right? (laughs) So I do my type five, and it just, like, completely obliterates my... (laughs) like energy levels and I'm just like walking around and I like see this person and it's Mac and we just like meet eyes and I go to shake his hand and I'm like, you know, I'm autumn through you. And he's like, I'm McKenzie. And he's basically just like, yeah, it's just like, of course you are. Of course you're autumn. Like, of course we were like meant to meet in this way. And that was so enticing to me. And like, I'd never felt like an intimacy like that. Right. So we just get into, yeah, this friendship and we're just, we get into other things too, but it become, I'd never felt like I was anybody's like golden thing or like anybody's like most important and not in like a, I, I hate to like describe it like that because it's like, it wasn't, we still have like our own lives. Right. We were still very much motivated to like get out of our respective towns and like, go do these things um, that we always dreamed about doing. But we, we met and it was just like, uh, we recognized each other from like another time, another place, which felt really romantic to me as like a teenager. And we stay friends and I, as I'm sure you've read the, the excerpt, like, yeah, a lot of things oh, happen. <laughs> a lot of things happen. And then we decide, you know, yeah. And then, yeah, just like a lot of things happen, but I feel like I'm still in that way too. Like that to me to grieve something means that it was like important and that it was Mm -hmm. worthwhile. And so I don't feel regret about that. I just feel like the echo of like what I felt at the moment and what I felt all those years. So Mm. you were friends and then you became more than friends. Then we became more than friends. Yes. (laughs) I know about the doc autumn. (laughs) You know about the doc. Yes. Oh my God. Um, and okay I was just like I was like I was prim I was proper I was like I'm you were for not at this time uh not after not by the time we're at the dock right 
but yeah, like mostly getting into like thing. I don't even know, just like conversations, like trains of thought, like places we had never like dared venture because we were stuck in these like boxes of like, this is what it means. This is what you have to do to get out of this town. Mm, right. Yeah. You have to follow the script. You cannot deviate from it. Is your town filled with people who have decided that they are going to stay or is it not even a thought for most people to leave? I are think you it's, on, on the outside of the norm as I think far I'm as that? On the outside of the norm. I think several, like quite a few of the people that I went to school with decided to like leave and go. But I feel like a lot of people do stay, right? There are a lot of generational families here. Um, and Mac and Mac and you shared this kind of, I mean, so much, obviously, yeah. so, so much, but one of the things was to have something different for yourselves. That was what you, a lot of what you connected on as far as dreaming mm-hmm. bigger or more mm-hmm. in a more expansive way. Is that? Yeah, I think that, I think that's right. And also it's hard to explain, but like this, um, this like, someone tells you like, oh, it's okay. Like I see you for like what you are and mm-hmm. I see you for what you like will be and like you're mm-hmm. going to be. And like, that's okay. And as teenagers, by the and way, as teenagers, when, when, yeah. when most productive. people have their heads so up their asses that it's, that's, that yeah. is, I don't, you know, I know people talk a lot about like puppy love and blah, blah, mm-hmm. but it's so real when it's mm-hmm. real and it's, and it d- doesn't mean it translates necessarily to adult relationships, you know, further down the line or marriage mm-hmm. or whatever, but it doesn't mean it's not real at all. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have two old souls coming together and exactly. recognizing <laughs> each other, then it's just like a whole different world that you've never realized existed outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you that's not mirrored back to you in a lot of the teenagers probably yeah. that you're around. It wasn't for me. That's for I, sure. I was talking to my therapist about this and, and she was saying some of it too is that they are identify, um, identity defining relationships mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's also so much of like, Like, it's not necessarily about like the love or or whatever. It's that like literally that helps shape your identity. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, and it's like, I think we hesitate sometimes to give people that power influence. But you're like, you can't deny the power sometimes of someone you feel aligned with and have so much in common with mirroring back and being like, I see you and I I believe this is possible for you. It's like that can be the moment it something feels real, you know, like mm-hmm. it's been living inside your head this whole time that for someone who doesn't know you really, you know, like you, we, we forget too often how small our worlds are when we're mm. like a teenager, like <laughs> you, you have your family, you have school, yeah. like you're not meeting a ton of people. You're not like, you're not networking, you know, you're not out there. <laughs> so to like, you're a New York city kid. I mean, yeah. but it's like to go to, you know, uh, like you said, a casino ballroom and meet someone that has this like massive impact on you as mm-hmm. a teenager is like, kind of rare, you know, Mm -hmm. to to meet someone like outside of your life that feel that you feel that connection with. Mm -hmm. I think that that makes such an impact on us. It's like often when we're like, whoa, like it's our first taste of that, of connection and that possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, 
an intimacy, you know, of really sharing things with people and being seen and all that stuff. And like, we're little babies kind of stumbling through that (laughs) and then wonder why we're like, you know, also tortured or like still thinking about someone. And it's like, I was, you know, I was talking to my therapist about someone and like how weird it is too. sometimes when you look back and you don't feel the same way Mm -hmm. and you're like, I know the importance. Like I think about my high school crush and like kind of first love and I'm like, the the all consuming ness mm-hmm. of that feeling sometimes when you look back is so weird i loved what you said earlier about like that you're feeling the echo of how you felt you mm-hmm. know and it's like interesting to think about that especially in the teenage years cuz it's mm-hmm. so impactful on us in such a such a weird time Did he recently, just recently pass? It was recent, wasn't it? So, okay. That's like the, the interesting part. So we just, um, Mac real life, still very much alive. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, Autumn. I'm sorry. I said you have. Are you kidding me? No, I'm sorry. This is the first time I'm getting mad at you. Um, Wait, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah, but we have no contact. Right. Because because he's dead because he's dead to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, holy shit. This whole time I'm like, okay, he's dead. I this poor that not like this poor woman, but like I I can't. What a what a tragedy Mm -hmm. because in the excerpt he dies and it's horrible and rips my heart out. Mm -hmm. And you're saying it should have been me at his funeral, which I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk to you about. Did was that a real feeling? Yes. Even though he didn't yeah. die. But Even like, though- where did that come from? If it wasn't, if it's not true in, in, you know, the literal sense. So I, um, yeah, so it's mostly like, right. We, we mutually decided like in a, in a loving way that felt very emotionally mature. It's not like several <laughs> years ago where like, we, we can't, we, we just, when we're together, we amp each other, each other up. Like yeah. there is no way for us to have like a healthy boundary setting relationship we have too much history and also like we will just end up like you know falling back into those old patterns and we love each other too much we cannot do that mostly I put all the feelings of people like I had lost of people like who had died like because there is like a lot of death here right it's like the other death capital of the world people yeah. I love that fact about dying two was it two generations please yeah. please say the fact so I don't butcher it yeah it, it's about two generations earlier than like two why now why for everybody listening why is that in your opinion um, or it's factually mostly, like again these are like tribal lands mm-hmm. um so like the United States has not been very like <laughs> oh really what? are we not oh, really are, really I don't know I'm sorry guys so, I don't weird. so wait a second when what? white women start their workshops saying what land they're on that's not healing that's, the, you know, I have an essay coming out about that. I, please, I God, put it in it. your oh, bio. Yeah. Please put it, Anna, before Anna, oh we my were God. talking about this, I was like, when they put it in their bio, oh. like like five minutes ago, you didn't know what fucking land you're standing yeah. on. Now it's in your yeah. bio. Now it's in your professional oh. bio. Okay. My nips are so hard at the thought of this essay you have coming oh out. Oh, my God, Autumn. I can't I'm wait to post that everywhere. Too, so it will be funny. <laughs> um, oh. Yes. Yeah, but, okay, so, so back to what? Okay, so it's, it's native land. 
it's native land, so like there there are like not very many like ecological protections, which we're just like now learning about. It's like the addiction. Yeah. Um there's so much addiction, like drug use and things like that. And it's also just like this place like does have its ghost, right? Like it's the end of the trail of tears. Mm-hmm. Like there's like that intergenerational trauma. Like we have we're learning about like what lives in the body. And I think that's what I wanted to exercise in this novel. Like what's living in my body? Like what can I not get out ever? Yeah. And like what's here to stay? Um so yeah, Sorry, I made man. this I made this character who is based off someone I, I love deeply in real life die because I'm like that is what happens. That's real yeah. life. You know, I think sometimes to really move on from someone like you do have to kill them off. Like I have a few people I've had to sort of trick myself and be like, they're 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 dead to you. You know, like they're just just because I do know, given an inch, I'll take a mile that if I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm always testing myself to see, like, how close can I go to the fire without getting burnt? And I've like, that's been a lesson for me as an adult to just be like, trust the lesson of like, they don't work for you. Like you don't always have to like try to figure it out or harm yourself. I'm always like, what's the closest I can go without harming myself. And I won't learn that. Like if you're engaging with someone who harms you, there's, there's no safe distance, you know, like harm is harm is harm, you know, um, that I've had to be like, that was one of my bigger lessons of like, they don't, I don't have to like block them or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I have to like literally kill them off in my mind and just be like, they no longer exist. I think to make myself move through grief and move through like the feelings about the relationship or, or whatever, versus mm-hmm. keeping it this sort of like, who knows, maybe they'll grow up and I'll grow up and we can like <laughs> cross. Pa- no, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I can't that, go down that. Right. Just, you can't like even entertain that notion. Yes. Yeah. It's so, a place I have to be strict. So with dreams and the mm-hmm. dream interpretations, do you do that now as like full time? Do you, how much of your time is dedicated to that? And, and, and how did, and how does that work for you current day? So I am not like, these are like uh pro bono dreams, <laughs> if you will. Like I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have um, like, I got like, and very generously gives my fellow fellow and I, like we got $5,000 just folk, you know, to do with what we wished. Yeah. Like support our vision. And Freeman's um, the coolest. She's so cool. And I, so cool. I love that. She's just like as nice and like IRL as she is like on the internet. Like, yeah. That's just a joy. There's a few real people. Out Truly there. A nice, lovely person. And so nice. so nice and just cool. Like and seems to really be about jokes. it. No, um, like, and thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I call sometimes to my friends. I'm like, say Anne and I were on the phone today. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I get like reader dreams. I've done like a few special guest dreams. Would love to interpret a dream for either one of you or both uh, of you. Don't ask me twice. Yeah. yeah. I would love to. Um, but yeah, I've thought about like what what that looks like. Right. Because my job right now, I've graduated my MFA. I'm just kind of freelancing, um, which is just terrifying to me because I was going to go to a PhD in English, which would have, you know, still been, I would have been paid peanuts to do so, but I would have had like, this is my specific thing that I am doing. 
Um, but I decided to take the chance. I'm living oh, in this haunted house. You are not someone who needs to just take the paycheck. You are yeah, like or a magic the witch woman who is going to have things flying into her sphere. Like all you need to do is just open the door a crack. Don't you agree, Anna? And things yeah. are just going to like fucking <laughs> flood. So in. No, yeah. it's true. I don't blow smoke. I'm actually not that kind. That's what I say to everybody when they, when I'm like, I give a compliment and they're like, you're so nice. I'm like, I'm really not that nice. I mean, I, it. Like I say, Thank you. I say what I mean. And that mm-hmm. you are such an impressive individual, but also I think, I don't remember the last time I had a conversation with somebody who was so in their body. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you if you, if you would indulge me because I am a lot about the body. Mm-hmm. What do you do or how, how, what practices do you have that are specifically body centric? Like how do you move your body, heal your body, mm-hmm. be in conversation with your body? Okay, so this is going to sound like I am um, some kind of like masochist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, who can't wait? I have these like Korean uh, spa exfoliating. The mitts? The mitts. And I just like put them on. And I feel like when I'm like scrubbing my body like that, we have like, it's my way of like going to water. Mm. So in like Cherokee tradition, like you can either like, it's like a whole thing. I'm going to give you like, I mean, people would come back from like a battle or like about to do a ceremony or like our medicine people, they would go to the river, which we like call the long man. And they would either like whip themselves with like reeds or they would like scrub with like a turtle shell um, or like rocks to like cleanse themselves to like be ready to be purified for what they're about to do. And honestly, I feel like my Korean exfoliant and when I'm just like going to town, I feel like that is part of it. Like I'm, I'm exercising my, I say exercising my, I'm like freeing myself from something. Like yeah. I'm feeling yeah. my body. And like, if it is like a little painful, that's just like a reminder I'm alive. <laughs> that's Don't you I, think it's interesting that you, someone who actually is a native person mm-hmm. is doing something that feels so natural to you, right? You're mm-hmm. not like going and finding a turtle shell. It doesn't sound right. like that's like, but you could, of course, could. and and you could honor you know, where you, your lineage that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into it too deep because we don't want to waste that much time on these people. But what kills me is, is the, the people who are like, pick up a piece of something they saw somewhere and they have no idea where it comes Mm -hmm. from. And then they obviously are so clearly appropriating or stealing or, and, and you're like, do you, do you know that doesn't feel natural? You have Mm -hmm. to in your body be like, this does not belong to me. I mean, that's what I, that's what I feel when I look at someone's photo doing something, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this looks so forced or clearly offensive, but that's Mm -hmm. for another, you know, conversation. But I wonder how you, um, feel about your, the practices that actually do belong to your native people and how much of that you, you do connect with and, and, and practice. It's so interesting because I also follow, I like see some of these people like on the internet and I think, how is it that like, I feel like I can't practice this and I can't like hold it to myself. And it is like of my people or at least of like, you know, some like offshoot of my people and you are just like freely doing it. Um, I had a conversation with my friend about henna, um, and she's Indian and we were talking about like, how is it that like, she feels like she can't do it, but people can do it like 
everywhere else, right? And she can't feel joy in it, but other people can. Um, but yeah, I feel I I leave. I feel like I have been given this like place, um, and maybe <laughs> maybe I'm saying it because I'm also just like it's uh, it's haunted. But <laughs> I I do tend to the things here, right? Whether like that be like I leave something out for them, and my grandfather used to leave. Um, my great grandfather, my Cherokee grandfather, used to leave out tobacco for like our yeah. spirits, like on this land. Um, and so I do feel like I am like the modern version of this. Like I'm not the most important like cog, but I am like doing something that is sacred, even if it's in a different way. Even if I'm leaving out like Cheerios instead of like <laughs> tobacco that I farmed myself. <laughs> it's the same spirit, it's a, you it's know. Close. I think like um, my on my father's side, um, supposedly Cherokee, mm-hmm. and I used to be super proud of it, talk about mm-hmm. it all the time, and then. I was like, I haven't experienced life that way. Mm. I haven't been in the U.S. Like, I, you know, like, I don't, like, and I think what makes me so frustrated sometimes, and I got into an argument with this woman who kept saying tribe, and I was like, you might want to not. It's, you know, the year 2022, maybe not, you know, and she's like, actually, you know, I am like one 67th Cherokee. And, (laughs) and I was like, cool Pocahontas, but you move through the world, you know, as white, like you haven't experienced any of that. And like, um, one of my very, very, very good friends is Indian, um, from India. And I was asking mm-hmm. her cause she doesn't care. She like, you go to any party at her house, she's sticking a bindi on you. Like she loves yeah, sharing, like that. Yeah. you know, her culture and like, you know, um, she's already warning all of us about Diwali and like, you know, everybody better sign up for their henna appointments. Mm-hmm. And I felt really weird about it. Like getting the henna. And she was like, I, it, it, it makes me so happy to see everybody with the mm-hmm. henna and like share my culture. And I was like, why don't you care about cultural appropriation? And then when I went to India, it was fascinating to me how much they love to dress up a tourist in a sari or they don't care if you're wearing turban, like majority. But like the attitude is just so different. And I was talking to her and another friend of mine who's also from um, Mumbai. And he was like, we're a billion people. We're not in any way, shape or form worried that you're going to like overwhelm us. And you're not also benefiting more so than we are from it. You're, you're just partaking in our culture. Like most of the things that people are calling out about cultural appropriation, like are also cultures that have not benefited from their traditions and have been, you know, mistreated. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is like, it seems obvious, but I think the U S wants to do everything in these like sweeping journalizations of like taking from any culture is bad. And it's like, no, there's so many things, especially with indigenous knowledge that like, I feel like if we're going to do anything to change our future, that is the first place we need to go to for knowledge that it oh, yeah. needs like, to be people could reverse climate change like oh, tomorrow probably ex- <laughs> not exactly tomorrow, but, you know, that i'm week. like get out of the performative shit get mm-hmm, out of yeah. the like holding your hawk feather on your instagram mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like find out about like i really this is why i love liz from sister spencer like she's so much about in any class of like cultivate your relationship with your land like mm-hmm. even if you know like d- 
don't worry so much about like what's cool or whatever. Like, you know, and I live in meatpacking in the city. And so I was doing this sap rising. This, what um, land are you standing on? Anna? I'm on Lenape. Um, I do happen to know. <laughs> um, and, and somebody else. But I was curious because I, I was, I mean, there's huge native influence, which I don't think people think about in terms of New York City. But like, hello, the Algonquin, like it was called mm-hmm. that because that's who it was stolen from. I mean, there's like super um, native, um, you know, uh, history here and things like that. But I love that she wasn't like advocating or saying like, go rent an Airbnb somewhere in the woods so that you could really be the supreme, you know, like there was none of the competitive, what I think Instagram encourages, like none of that shit. It was like, no matter where you are, you should know where's your water coming from. You Mm -hmm. should like know what plants are in your neighborhood. Like Mm -hmm. this sort of stuff that I was like, we've become so divorced from all of this. And there's so much to me in indigenous wisdom and, and, and just like uh, traditional knowledge that is just smart. It's like, it's like elevated common sense to me of like, why wouldn't you leave things for your ancestors? Like, why not? That makes sense to me. Like, you know, like maybe it's cause I got dead people in my life. I don't know. You know, like I, that I'm in conversation with anyway, but I'm like, I don't think like I'm not trying to say I feel like I'm getting into a murky territory because I'm not advocating for all, all. I'm not trying to say to all listeners, just do what you want. Take from cultures. <laughs> but I'm like to a certain degree, do though, you, but someone else <laughs> do you but like kind of take it from someone else, preferably brown. No, um, <laughs> but I think some of this stuff, like if you do look in your own traditions, like it's surprising. Like when I've done some of this research of folk tradition, Mm -hmm. I've been surprised at stuff I did already or like herbs, you know, like I found like on different sides of my own lineage, like um, yarrow was, was used in multiple traditions and it's an herb I come back to over and over and over again. And I was like, that's so weird. That's so cool. Like I didn't know any of that. I didn't know that was of these people or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes that that can be like a beautiful way to have ceremony and not just like take from someone else, you know, or be like, oh, natives need to be cool. You know, like, let's be that. It's like, do you also know that they have some of the highest rates of suicide, addiction and poverty in our country? Are you doing anything about that? You know, like. I don't want to shame anybody, but like I like to adopt a Navajo uh, elder every year to help them continue in their traditions. Because that's something, too, I feel that's something like as I've gotten older, too, I think of what a privilege it is to, to get to live your life the way you want to. And so many people from different traditions, like the Adopt an Elder program, I love that it's like helping people just live the way they want to continue, mm-hmm. that they want to tend to fires that they want like the they don't want to go into old people homes like they want to live like in they don't want to go to like residential homes in a town or what like they want to live the way they've lived which is isolated on their land but it's it has been like when you're in your 80s yeah. yeah yeah and i'm like i'm really enjoy and supporting that because it feels important to me um something nina and i talked about doing but we didn't <laughs> We didn't tell you before we hit record, so this will be fun. Um, we wanted to each of us to pull a tarot card for you. Are you open to that? I am I so open. My oh, cards, I'm so ready. Well, <laughs> my cards are downstairs because I had the Wi-Fi issue. So ah, well, yeah. I can pull a card. You're gonna um, pull a card. I can shuffle and pull for for you as well if you want, Nina. We can. No, it's okay. I prefer to pull for myself. 
Um, I understood. I, w- I would I be. I would have that. mixed feelings about that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. That's like, mm-hmm. But another time, I would love to pull for you. Yeah. <laughs> like a pre- oh, I'm like yeah. Let's do a little train because I don't dream because I smoke too much pot. No, J.K. Um, even when I'm not smoking pot, I don't really. It's not a dream. Oh, it's funny though. Oh, I do. I come back time and time again, though, because I was like thinking, I was like, if we really get into the dreams, I'm like, what am I going to talk to Autumn about? We'll have, you to know? Have another, we'll have to have you on again so we can just talk about dreams. Oh, I would love yeah. that. But I, I have this one of, of like baby um, bats that for months I was obsessed with like trying to like convey to people how cute the bats were like and I was like this is also why I'm glad I don't dream a lot like this would torture me trying to explain to people the bats do you have a specific question you want to ask tarot or do you want a just what's in your best and highest to know right now just what's in my best and highest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Giving a little shuffle. No, right now. Ooh, I like this. Um, it is the Sun of Wands, which I, it's funny. My friend Bakara calls him the fuckboy of the deck, um, <laughs> which is, that, that it's a harsh take, but uh-huh. it, it's not totally wrong. But, I think of the Sun of Wands, Knight of Wands in a traditional deck. It's a lot about starting to realize that you have influence and charisma and energy. And like when you step into a room, people noticed. And it's starting. I call it also a bit like the dance monkey dance card where like (laughs) you're starting to go, wait a minute. Like, what about when I don't want to dance? Like I'm the, I, I am the monkey. Like I will decide when I will be dancing. Like it's starting to realize you're the magic. So what do you want to do with it? Where do you want to deploy it? How, where do you want to direct it? What kind of attention do you want? What kind of entertaining do you want to do? Um, how do you want to be kind of perceived in that? What do you want to create from it? That sort of stuff or themes. So I would think a little bit of where is it? Where does it feel good for you to get attention? Where would you like maybe want more of that? Or like if if you got to choose, where am I going to get attention? Like directing maybe yourself a little bit that way. And being like starting to think about like, it's not a fluke if people are like delighted by you or like how like like charisma is yours it's not it's like it doesn't belong to the people who are reacting to it it belongs to you who's who's creating the reaction so how like starting to think of like what would that feel like like if if you really owned it you know and like really felt and owned like your your own i think i come back to charisma with this card nina do you have anything to add the only thing i well it goes hand in hand with what i was saying about opening the tour just to crack like you (laughs) are the it does. It's something I think about a lot with the Wands family in general, but certainly the Knight of Wands, which is probably why Bakara, you know, says the fuck boy thing is because it's like you can use these powers for good or evil. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, bullies get very confused about, you know, where to channel that fire that. Mm-hmm. And I and so back to what I was asking you about your body, I would pay special attention to what lights you up 
internally, like what and what doesn't feel good in your body when mm-hmm. you maybe are moving too fast in a direction, you know, creatively or energetically. And you're like, mm, I'm burning out on this or this is not the best use of my creative energy or my mm-hmm. passion or my fire. I need to pull some back from here and redirect it there because when it's focused, it's unstoppable. Mm. I think I really need to hear that. Sorry, I was taking notes. Um, <laughs> as I, You're like, I'm sorry, I'm doing an assignment right now, but go yeah. on. Go <laughs> yeah, on. No, imagine. I, I just assumed you were texting, but it's fine. No, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my God. No, no we're both a, used to imagine. it with session, like our own clients. Yeah. Like, it's very cute to me when people are like, I, I, I'm not being quiet. I'm just taking notes. I'm like, I know it's okay. (laughs) I'm actually texting. (laughs) Emailing with your agent. Um, Get me. I don't know. Some shit about I'm I'm the magic or some shit. I don't know. No, I love that. I, I really connect to what both of you said, but especially like, I love this idea of, um, if it's not like a fluke, if people are delighted by you, because I do often feel like it's a fluke. I'm like, I can't believe that I tricked, um, Anna and Nina into liking me. I can't believe I did that. Like I, you are, I don't think I'd be interested in talking to many people for now. We've gone over an hour and 24 minutes. (laughs) Usually I'm like, Anna, and we do need to wrap up, (laughs) but usually I'm like, Anna, five o'clock on the fucking dot. It's I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. But I could talk to you, listen to you really all day. I do want to have you on again to talk about dreams Mm -hmm. and just, but I find you endlessly fascinating. And also I think that some of the people I respect most in the world, especially the creatives, the dreamers, the change makers are the ones who remain humble, but there's a difference between being kind of bashful and like, you know, feeling undeserving or something or like mistaken for someone else and being humble. And I think that also comes with age. I mean, you are a million in your soul, but you are very young, you know, years here this time. I'll be 26 September 17th. So he was a baby. What a a baby. Baby. And so that I do believe truly comes with age Mm -hmm. as well and experience of just stepping into yourself and all these different forms and what watching yourself in rooms and watching other people watch you in rooms and it just becomes you know and then you think you know things and then all of a sudden you're like I know nothing let's start over well and I think one of the greatest like you know tricks growing up in a like maybe chaotic way or less than ideal way one of the greatest tricks it plays on you is thinking you're not as great as you are or not as worthy as you are and I'm sure in a lot of ways like like I said you've had a big year you've gotten had a lot of accolades gotten you know like it seems like things are opening up for you not that they're not completely warranted and deserved that that's probably a little disorienting, but just because they're wild. in your dead dad's haunted house right yeah. now. Yeah. I know. And the night. Like, how confusing is that? <laughs> so bizarre. How in it's like you're, it's like parallel. <laughs> it's like parallel universes. Yes. But how. But the one thing I do want to say is like, I really believe not that some bad shit has to happen to you for you to be interesting. <laughs> However you have this perspective and you have this, this knowledge that you, that isn't, you can't teach. Right. And then you Mm -hmm. have the soul on top of that, that has, 
come with you from, you know, the past. I believe, I think you believe, but I just find, I just find you so interesting and, and, um, delightful. And I (laughs) am so happy that you accepted and we will definitely be emailing you shortly to set up another time. Um, but Nina's saying, do you want to be a thruple? Because nope, I mean, well, no, no, let's no, invite no, no, no. Huey. So now it's a quadruple. No judgment, but I've. <laughs> you don't want to um, move to Oklahoma, fine. No, fine. I, I think Just that do dusty. if you could come here, that would be really great. <laughs> 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 so, like, I'm just not moving to Oklahoma. I want to hear about it. I want to yes. hear about it, but I don't know if I want to go to there. Um, yeah. But in closing, mm-hmm. what would you like? people to know about you today or what do you think you found out about about yourself today that surprised you or anything today I think I that's something that surprised me is I have more to give than I think I do Mm. yeah I know that's pretty like like, more capacity more capacity yeah I think I have a lot of I don't know just like I think I felt like again living in this um this place um I feel like I've been cut off and I forget that conversation and like giving and like talking about my work is like fulfilling to me and like those kinds of conversations and like planes of like play are things that I want to do more of I think you should but yeah. always remember where you started yes <laughs> This is my OG. <laughs> I feel like you're like just getting started and even knowing how much you can give and what you want to give and all of that, which is like super exciting as well. You know, um, when does and, your book come out? Um, so like it's I have 65,000 words. I have 10,000 words left. And then this kind of I've had like some some queries and things from agents, but I'm actually sending out like the full finalized draft, um, hopefully in October or November. Well, if you want to kick any of it to me before, I would love to send you some stuff. Oh my God. Would you? Yes. I would be so happy. I'm going to start you off like in the first few chapters. So you can, okay. I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Still feel a little burned. The Max alive out there somewhere. She's ready to love again. You can make it up to me. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much. Anna. do you have anything you want to add? Of course. No, I just want Autumn to tell everybody where people can find her. Yes. You can find me at Sad Boy Howdy. On I love it. Thank you. Um, and at autumnforkiller.com. And you can email me your dreams anytime. Please do. Start um, charging. Start and, charging for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also, um, I'll be on Airbnb shortly, hopefully. And it'll be like Hillbilly Heaven 2.0. Wait, oh what? My, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my God, oh my God. You're like, come I'm saying, stay, you're like, come stay under my steps. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, we don't have stairs, but <laughs> you can just build some outside and then put yeah. a sleeping bag and be like, this exactly. is, this is rich living. This is it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's I got authentic. real excited. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to Oklahoma after Italy. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a direct flight. I believe. Yeah. Um, I thank you so, so, yeah. so, so, so much for being here with us. We were, yeah, we thank you so much for lucky. having me. Yeah. Yeah. And thank we will you. talk to you soon. Yes, please. Okay. Thanks.
Have a good day. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.